Welcome to Dudes Watch The Bachelor. This recap is for episode 10, Fantasy Suites, which also includes the Women Tell All. This season's all about Nick Vile, his fourth go-around. Find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. That's right, live in full HD. It's just my face this week. I'm Reed Styles, and I'm going to be doing a monologue. Normally, I'm joined by my co-host Dave Neal, but our schedules just didn't work out this week. You know, Dave's got a, a new job. I've got class. You know, these are things that not many Bachelor contestants understand. So <laughs> we're trying to bring you a real take from real dudes. Last week, I completely screwed up the audio. It's all my fault. And I promise that this week, I deliver with a lot of clips, a lot of commentary. And if you're wondering where you can find these clips, I've got them on my Instagram and Facebook pages. I want your friends to also jump on board with, with Dudes Watch. So for these last two weeks, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel and share it with at least one friend in a text message. Just say, hey, these dudes rock. Once you check them out, let me know what you think. Normally, as is tradition, the dudes allow a fellow dude to kick off the show, Nick Vile. But I've got to say, this super fan stole the cake. And in this super fan's honor, I give you this clip. Oh, man. Gotta be maybe one of my favorite clips this season. I have to play it again one more time. One more time. I'm calling this section Raven's Orgasm Montage. Here's the clip in case you missed it. Oh, I'm pretty satisfied today. I can say is I did not realize that I needed this kind of montage in my life until last night. Uh, I was kind of in shock. I hope that the producers asked her how her night went and then said, okay, it was good. Everything, you're happy. Everything was fun. Now, uh, can you just kind of run around in a scenario and show us how you feel? And it was just like, you know, her jumping in. I was so funny. I loved it so much. Raven was pretty much done. We were, we were over with her. Uh, she's had enough screen time. She literally took up the entire last hour. And so now I'm going to call this next section Rachel's Clips. I call it Rachel's Smile. And here's a few clips I want to kick off and just kind of set the tone. You know, Nick was just, just acting normal as he does. And here's Nick. Um, after the volleyball day where you kind of lost your mind, <laughs> you know. Overstatement. <laughs> Overstatement. Now, I might be white, but I'm still a minority. <laughs> Rachel's smile completely lights up a room. She's got so much personality. I like her. She and Nick definitely have chemistry. Rachel was talking about her single biggest fear is rejection. I think we can all relate to that in some respect. You know, she was afraid that if she told Nick that she loved him, which she did, and then he rejected her, that that was her biggest fear. Uh, was that foreshadowing what actually happened? I mean, it was, it was pretty disappointing from Nick. I mean, I thought that they had a great connection. I don't know if there was some stuff going on behind the scenes from the producers because, you know, Rachel will shut down Nick. She's not afraid to challenge him. 
And actually, Nick seems to pay attention to her, which is pretty rare for Nick. You know, he's typically as so nice to meet you. So, I mean, they were talking, they were getting to know each other. They're just kind of real with one another. That's why I like Rachel and Nick together so much. Rachel are talking, and Nick says, I like strong people, and I like strong women. Uh, Nick, we know. You don't have to tell everyone this over and over. I mean, Andy, Caitlin, Vanessa. Uh, I've heard he's messed around with JoJo. Uh, we're just just keep on coming out. I mean, Liz. I mean, these are these are women with very strong personalities. Nick had a lot of cheese dick lines. He he had the line, "If you were to check your ego at the door, what would your heart say?" This prompts Rachel to say that she loves Nick, and then Nick says that he's falling for her. I mean, my thought was that I just pictured the Honorable Mr. Lindsay busting in through the door and just you know just pointing at Nick and being like, "Come here, it's all over," and just crushing him. I don't understand Nick's motives here. You know, there's no way at this point in the episode that Vanessa's date's gonna beat this. I mean, I thought they were great for each other. I didn't pull the clip, but uh, Rachel did have the famous last line. I know we're gonna go so much deeper than ever before. I was just shaking my head. I was like, God, this is the worst. You know? So then we moved on to Vanessa's polar plunge. So I've got a couple clips from, Vanessa was actually kind of funny in this. So I've got a couple clips. The first is, this. Nick and I have been through many firsts together. I'll see you in a minute. First time up in space, first time on a yacht. Why? He's helped me with my puking. You nervous? <laughs> I mean, Nick can be helpful. You know, he can help you get through your puking. Like I said, though, if I was in Nick's situation, I would have kissed her too. I mean, you know, they probably have some mouthwash or something, and you know, I, it wouldn't have turned me off from, from the airplane. I would have still been on board. And uh, like I said, Vanessa was on a roll here in the beginning. Right before they took their deep plunge, she had these words of advice for, for Nick. I'm thinking there's no way my body could ever survive this. I want to murder Nick, chop him up and feed him to the reindeer. Look, Nick, if you choose Vanessa in the end, like we all suspect, and things don't actually work out, I'm just warning you, here's what she's going to do with you. Like this is recorded. This is literally evidence in the court of law should you break her heart. So just remember that, Nick. I'm just saying, please do not get me involved with legal proceedings. Nick and Vanessa have pretty serious talks. I mean, they you can tell that Nick likes her and they have advanced conversations and they talk about, and it just kept being brought up by Nick that Vanessa's family has big personalities. Uh, duh, Nick, that's painfully obvious. Look at Vanessa's personality. It's like, are you really that surprised? But then Nick starts talking about how traditional her family is and how he's not at all traditional. And uh, I can all I can say for Vanessa is I see where she gets her core from her family. And I saw some people on Facebook and Reddit posting that they are also Italian. They have this Italian family. They understand what it's like and they can relate. And I honestly, once I, if Nick is really serious about Vanessa, once the family gets to know Nick, it's probably going to be an okay situation. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to like whoever Vanessa brings around, especially if that person is willing to accept her big family. But it's great, you know, it's great whenever uh, you can get along with their family, but at the end of the day, you're not dating Vanessa's family. And that needs to be very clear. It's like, uh, at the end of the day, I like you. I don't have to like your extended family. I'm going to be in LA. You're going to be in Montreal. You're probably gonna be moving to LA with me so you can be semi-famous. And we're not gonna see your family every Sunday for three hour lunch. And I also think that there's nothing wrong with having your own uh, things things going on as 
And there's absolutely nothing wrong with having your own things going on in a relationship. I mean, if she wants to go visit her family every Sunday for three hours, that's great. Like that, that can be her thing. You know, Nick doesn't have to do that every week. And if he sets that up front and just is like, look, that's your family. That's your huge thing. I don't want to get in the way. It's going to be fine. But I'll tell you right now, Nick is not going to move to Canada. He's going to live in LA and become and continue to be semi-famous, you know, whenever they're talking. So Nick and Vanessa are talking, you know, they start saying, when you start dating someone, you have to accept the person and their flaws. I don't know what exactly Vanessa's flaws are. Maybe just being kind of serious or being kind of mean, maybe a little bossy. But at the end of the day, Vanessa is just a smoke show. She made that one piece look incredible. I'm just such a Vanessa fan. I actually realized that she's kind of short or at least shorter than I suspected. Nick's about 6'2". I think she's about maybe 5'3", or something like that. I thought Vanessa was a lot taller, but I nah. I, maybe she's just wearing heels a lot or something. But man, she's sexy. Basically, last week, Dave and I had this discussion about if we thought Nick was good in bed. And I thought that he was not. And that was just based on the fact that he had gotten to the final, hooked up with both of the girls, and then been rejected. We're only going by what Vanessa said, which is this clip. You be the judge of how he performs now. Waking up this morning, I have more of an appreciation for who Nick is. I don't know. Good for Nick. Maybe he's upped his game a lot. So we're going into the rose ceremony. I know it's a shocker. We're starting to have rose ceremonies every episode now. And I wrote down these notes that I had Vanessa one, Rachel number two, and sadly we were going to see Raven going home. I literally thought that Rachel was a shoe-in to be in the final two, and then she got rejected to be the Bachelorette. But I just wonder if the producers had a hand in this, because Rachel's date was great. I mean, everything about their date is great. They have great chemistry. You can tell Nick really likes her. And I, I think he did mean it whenever he sent Rachel home, and her exit was so awkward. I mean, he you could literally tell that he did care about Rachel. He had chemistry with her. And Rachel couldn't believe she was going home either. I mean, it was just, it was truly a WTF moment. When they were at the rose ceremony, funny enough, everyone's wearing black. Is it a funeral? I mean, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. It was, I don't know if there's a dress code for this one or what, but yeah, all black dresses. Rachel had this huge necklace on, which was really cool looking. I don't know anything about jewelry, so this isn't about to be jewelry talk. But And uh, whenever Rachel got sent home, one thing I noticed is that she went over and gave Raven a big hug. And then Rachel gave Raven a note and I saw it in her hand. I also saw on Twitter that I'd given her a handwritten note before she left. I thought that was pretty cool. And then she goes over to Vanessa and kind of like snubs like the side hug thing. So I don't know if that's further proof of the attitude that Vanessa has or kind of how she can be fiery and not very friendly, but Rachel's exit interview was solid, setting her up perfectly to be the bachelorette. I mean, maybe, Breaking her heart was part of it just to add some drama or make it to where she can move on. Or And that was hour number one. We had quite a bit of action. Now we're going to go to the next two hours, which is Women Tell All. And Women Tell All, nothing really got accomplished. So I'll just let Jasmine explain how the different women on the cast talk to each other. We all call each other bitches. Like, what, what do you want? Ready to so interestingly enough, there were a lot of shirts in the audience that said, Make America Corinne Again platinum vagine like all these kind of bachelor memes i saw online that those were actually handed out dirt right before the shooting 
of the show and the people in the crowd were forced to wear that so i thought it was interesting that the bachelor was planting all that gear around there's a dude wearing a red hat and bachelor shirts and uh, i saw like some emotional intelligence memes and stuff like that one of my favorite things is when uh the bachelor and chris harrison go around crashing the parties because that'd be so funny if they bust in my room i'm just sitting there alone watching the bachelor taking notes like whoa what are you doing nick i mean <laughs> I, I i'm sober i'm taking notes i'm watching the clips i mean this is like a full-blown like analysis for me you know this isn't like a wild sorority party like what they're showing but i i'm sorry one last time i gotta show this clip again one more time <laughs> it never gets old they paid a, they visited a sorority house they visited a family or something like that and uh, they also decided to throw the Backstreet Boys in again. So here's that clip of the Backstreet Boys. This has got to be my cringe of the night. So here we go. Emotional intelligence, guys. Whatever that is. No, we don't know what emotional intelligence is, but it would be a killer name for your new album. Oh. Ah. Just throwing it out there. Emotional, emotional intelligence. intelligence. Wants to give you credit for it, right? Like time. Emotional intelligence. Probably my third women tell all. I like whenever they throw in some of the old casts that I literally have no recollection of. So this time I decided to document all the girls that I did not remember. So let's start with Josephine who had the uh, dark lipstick. I guess that's trending. I don't know. Made it made her kind of look evil and she was really mean and had the RBF the whole time towards the other girls. So, Hey, it suits you. Nice. You're a villain. Second was Lacey. Now, I remember thinking that she was pretty cute. I have no recollection, and that is not the case anymore. So I'm disappointed in myself, basically. Then we had Elizabeth. No, not the one from Jane Tanner's wedding. Uh, I don't remember Elizabeth at all. And actually, she had she actually had one contribution, which was this really fire clip. So I'm going to play that right now when she talks about Corinne. So, Corinne, I'm all about unleashing your Khaleesi, and, and, but you were a slob kebab at times, like, Excuse me? <laughs> but yeah. So I actually uh, posted this on my Instagram, instagram.com slash dudeswatch, and it got a thousand views. I mean, it actually got some traction. I don't, I don't know if people were just wanting to find that, but my question was, was that, it was kind of like a compliment a slob kebab was kind of just funny but then it was also pretty rude i don't know what her angle was there with corinne i mean corinne's way more famous and popular than you elizabeth whether people like her or not so i don't know then we had on four i had Haley. she's a canadian and i don't remember her at all so that's pretty disappointing on her part she did not make an impact and five you know it's whitney it's the girl that uh, you're not sure if she's still on the show or not. I mean, she could be in the final three for all I know. Um, I just haven't seen her. And she definitely hasn't done any interviews. So I, I don't know. She was there, though. She she tried to talk several times. And Chris Harrison just kept cutting her off. It's like, uh, sorry, girl, you're not getting those extra 5,000 Instagram followers. We must get on with the show. I'm sorry. First person they brought up was Liz from uh, Jane Tanner's Wedding fame. And I'm glad everyone rolled their eyes when they asked Liz if she meant to go in anonymously because that's that was really her whole flaw the whole time. She was trying to be sneaky and like sneak under the radar and, you know, be like, oh, hey, Nick, what's up? And I didn't like it. I mean, sure, her message was great. Everyone can love everyone else, but I don't, it just seems so rehearsed. I wasn't a huge fan of it. 
So look, Taylor's a cute girl. Um, I'm personally not chasing after her. She's not my type, um, but she seems like an okay girl. But just because you have a master's degree doesn't mean you're smarter than anyone else. And I do feel bad that professionally she's her career's probably been hurt by this show. And yeah, Corinne probably shouldn't say anything about her career or her abilities as a counselor. But at the end of the day, no one looked good in this episode. Corinne didn't look that good in this episode. Taylor looked worse, probably. Even I mean, she'd apologize, kind of. Um, no one looked good in this episode. Sarah Vendal, this girl that I've been so high on, like, man, you're so cute. Like, I totally slept on you the whole time you're on the show. I mean, I barely said anything about her. She wasn't even a big deal. I'm just like, man, this girl's so beautiful. She seems really cool and fun. And she sucked on this. So I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> I liked Corinne's montage. She had so many absurd moments. So just flipping back through those was really funny. The Michael Jordan, Abraham Lincoln naps quote was pretty funny. The champagne, I need you clip. That was a funny one I posted. She, she told everyone there's a book about it. Read it. I thought that was ironic and funny. And uh, they had the big cheese pasta reveal, which was really funny. I mean, basically, she had her Oprah moment. You know, everyone gets a pasta. You get a pasta. No cars, though. No cars. Sorry. I'm only I'm only a multi-millionaire. I'm not like, you know, a multi-ten millionaire here. You know, leave me alone, guys. Sorry. I can just bring the pasta. So, and then after that, we just had a ton of drama. I was basically just rolling my eyes the whole time because both Corinne and Taylor looked so immature. Corinne's... Uh, argument was that she only talked bad about Taylor after Taylor started it. Sorry, I don't think that really matters. But then we brought Christine out, and I basically had this revelation. So I've had a few revelations this show that have gone on to be like really popular opinions. Like all season, you guys know, you the listeners know, I think Nick has a very specific type. He likes hot brunettes that are either uh, have a very strong personality or you know, are very petite or are Canadian. So it's kind of in that realm. And they, the girls kind of all look the same. They're about the same height and it's impressive. But I realized that B is basically a hotter version of Caitlin, the bachelorette. And this is a Caitlin that doesn't come with the stupid bird tattoos. And also Christina is super headstrong. I mean, she basically put Nick on blast. She asked him exactly why he sent her home and he actually gave her a pretty good answer. So Dude, Christina's a babe. Happy for her. I think she looked the best out of all this. Like, if there's one girl that can walk off the stage, aside from Rachel, of course, she can do no wrong right now. Uh, Christina looked great. And then we roll into the bloopers. The bloopers are pretty visual. I'm sorry. You'll just have to look at the Instagram, Facebook, or my YouTube channel to see the video if you're on the podcast. First row ceremony. Head on in. Other way. <laughs> that way. Rookie mistake. Rookie. We were like so serious and I was so on track to make a point and then <laughs> So many good clips. Oh, the bloopers are always, I wish they'd just do 30 minutes of bloopers. So last week, Dave and I had a lot of predictions. I bounced off some ideas. He gave me numbers for the predictions and here's how we did. So our first prediction Jaden Tanner's wedding would be said seven times, but I counted, or at least I tried to, I only heard three. So we got that way off. Jaden Tanner's wedding, while it did get some publicity, did not get nearly as much. 
I'll tell you what though, emotional intelligence, we said at least two times, holy crap, eight times at least. That's the amount I could count. I mean, sometimes it's just, you just start to forget because you're just here so many times. We predicted, we asked how many times Raquel would be cited. We had zero and that was right. They mentioned her several times and, uh, but she never came out in the open. One thing I would like to address is I don't, I was cringing at the, whenever the contestants said they wish they had a Raquel. It's like, uh, this is a human being, you know, this is Raquel's job. She's employed by the Olympioses and she seems like a great person. And you know what? Corinne even added a little color to the story when she talked about her mom being sick and Raquel moving down from New Jersey. So I don't know. I kind of hope they just drop it. I mean, it, it was a funny shtick for a little while, but now this is her job. Like she's doing this because she gets paid. She likes the family. All right. So we predicted that Vanessa will win. That's our prediction. It's been that way for eight weeks. She's always seemed like the front runner. We're predicting that after the show, they stay together 13 months. You're wondering how many formal apologies would be on the show. And we predicted two because we thought it'd be Corinne and Taylor. I'm not going to count Corinne's. I think Taylor was the only formal apology, which was very interesting. That maybe said Liz apologized, but I I almost remember her explicitly saying she's not going to apologize. So I'm just going to stick with Taylor as the only one. Now, one thing I wish we had bet on was the number of times Corinne alluded to running a multi-million dollar company. I think she only said it one time, but that would have been a good bet. And then unfortunately we did not bet on the number of times naps would be said because I counted at least 18 times. Absolutely crazy. There was this, there was a time when literally the entire group of girls was just saying the word naps. It was like naps, 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 naps. So I tried to count as many as I could, but insane the amount. Everyone knows I've been high on Vanessa all season. She just fits my type, like my personal type, super fit brunette. She seems really smart. She has a big personality. I'm kind of like Nick. I like those traits. She was my preseason number three, number one for the next 10 weeks. She fits Nick's build. And I'm just sad that Rachel ended this way. I mean, there's no doubt that Rachel had a great connection with Nick. And maybe that means that he's saving more of her personality, more of her screen time for her season, which I think is going to be really good. I'm really excited. I hope that we can get Dave on here for the finale. I'm sad he's not here, but you can go check out his podcast, Dave Neal, actor on YouTube. He's got his own show. And uh, hey, next week's another three hours. So it sounds like I'm going to DVR and watch it and speed through all the commercials again. But, um, you know, I'll be interested to see what happens to Raven after all this. I mean, very, very interesting. So, so make sure to click on the link. So thank you for listening to Dudes Watch The Bachelor. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, whichever you use. I read all the SoundCloud comments and all the YouTube comments. So feel free to reach out. I love the interaction. Please like the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash dudeswatch. Instagram.com slash dudeswatch. Just go do that. Just jump on there. Be a part of this network interact with me and uh i can't wait to bring the finale future episodes and can't wait to see who wins